Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And you do love a reddit story why not consider hitting that like subscribe maybe that notification bell too let's crack on with today's first story now today's first story comes from electrical nobody six who says dumping her 26 female for failing to believe me 25 male about being sick my girlfriend and i have been together for about a year mostly everything is great except one thing If I tell her I'm sick or not feeling well or hurt, she refuses to believe me. If I have a cold, she tells me I'm faking it until it goes away and then says, see, you are fine. I'm rarely sick, so it's never been a major issue, but she has zero sympathy when I am sick. She grew up with hypochondriac parents who were always sick with something, often self-diagnosing themselves with fatal maladies. She has limited contact with them and the time I met them, I was told by them that they didn't have long left to live. I get it. Growing up in that household must have been awful. But what happened on Sunday just sent me over the edge. Girlfriend and my sister, 29 female, wanted to check out this event and we were all supposed to go. I woke up with excruciating back pain and could barely breathe. Girlfriend got so mad at me for ruining this that she wouldn't speak to me. As she was about to leave, I asked her not to leave because I thought something was wrong. She said no and left. I threw up in my bed and eventually called my parents. I was too embarrassed to call 911. My mother and brother hauled me to the hospital. I was whisked back and after 20 minutes, I was diagnosed with kidney stones, fentanyl and gravel pronunciation, and I had a CT scan and that went for a procedure to bust the kidney stones. Any questioning whether or not to have the procedure, do it. The side effects are nothing. Five hours later and I was lying on my parents' sofa in a haze. I have never and hope to never feel pain like that again in my life. I was sure I was going to die. The attending in the ER told me it's worse than childbirth and they've had it before too. I didn't text my girlfriend throughout because I really didn't have the strength or foresight. I was drugged up and uncomfortable. My sister found out that I had been in the emergency room and soon after, my girlfriend called me. She was pissed off I didn't call her. Then I reminded her that I begged her not to leave as I thought something was wrong. She got quiet and eked out an apology. I got furious and said some rather nasty things. Among them, F off and some other unsavory things. In fairness, I was on dope, still sore, peeing blood and I felt like someone had punched me right in the gut. Standing was incredibly painful. I needed to take two days off of work and school. I rested in bed and the only thing you can think is the person who should have been there didn't even believe me. She texted me this week a formal apology and wants one in return for saying nasty things to her. I've been avoiding her texts and calls. I felt like shit this week and picked something up in the ER so I laid low, took a few days off work and relaxed. She wants to meet tonight and talk about everything. 
but I'm still so mad. I don't know if I should hold off seeing her. Is this a big transgression as I feel like it is? Am I blowing this out of proportion because I felt so shitty? I just am so annoyed and angry. It's a coincidence I'm covering this story today. Yesterday, I was just browsing the normal Reddit stuff and someone put a picture of a kidney stone they passed. And one of the comments below that was talking about his grandpa and and all the stuff he had gone through in his life, the various ailments, basically. But then he was in the hospital for kidney stones and he said that was the moment he chose to write his will. And I was like, holy moly, drink lots of water, people. And I think no one's going to be able to make the decision for you on here. And it's going to have to come from a personal standpoint. It's how I cover a lot of the stories. And are you going to be able to look at this person the same way again? They basically just left you when you told them you had a medical emergency. You asked them not to leave and they was like, yeah, fuck that. I got places to be. And is she going to seek any help for what she's gone through when she was a child for the trauma that she suffered back then and is still obviously with her now? Is she going to try and tackle that? Otherwise, what's the future in the situation that you keep getting treated like this? You keep having to feel guilty for feeling ill. And yes, you said that you said some nasty things, but you had a medical emergency and she just abandoned you to to sort yourself out to the point where you had to phone your parents to take you to the hospital. Yet she's asking for an apology at the moment. And I'm not saying there's not a way past this or anything like that, because I'm sure people can work through things like this, but it would leave me certainly questioning. Could I look at this person the same way again? What does the future hold for it? If she doesn't get therapy or, or something to help her going forward, it just sounds like a worrying time for me. But we'll cover some comments, then we'll cover that update. So we'll start off with Baffled Soap, who says, if you want to work through this, meet up and hear her out. If she's focused on getting her apology from you instead of discussing what happened, then I would bail. Note that I think you should apologize for the specific words you chose to express your anger. I don't think you're wrong for being angry, but you could have expressed it differently without swearing at her, etc. If you get through that, I would be interested to hear how she plans to change her behavior moving forward. You had a medical emergency and she basically left you to fend for yourself. Luckily, we live in an age of phones. We can reach from our beds and also luckily you have other people you can depend on besides her but i want to know how she plans to change your behavior in the future when you're feeling unwell i think it's possible that this was a wake-up call for her that not everyone she encounters in this world would be like her parents that she needs to work on those issues but i also think it's possible that she's just trying to assuage her guilt here and will end up trying to shift blame back onto you but not doing enough to convince her this was a serious health problem Banana with three legs says, if I asked my SO to stay with me because I had neck pain so bad that I couldn't breathe, I'd feel so betrayed if they left. Your reaction is 100% justified. Her first reaction should have been concerned for you. In a normal reaction, she should have asked you if you wanted her to bring you to the hospital. I get that her past makes it difficult for her to be empathetic in situations like this, but she needs individual therapy to figure that out. Imagine if she ever had kids and she didn't believe them when they felt ill. That would be considered neglect. Nada Planet says, Personally, I would meet up with her and see if she is actually sincere or not. If she is honestly remorseful, maybe the situation has been a wake-up call for her and shown her that not everyone is constantly afraid of illnesses like her parents. Maybe she's seen that sometimes people are actually sick and not overreacting to the extreme every time they complain. If she is sorry and feels bad, I think you should apologize for what you said. 
to admit you said some very nasty things and drugged or not an apology from you for your words is also warranted if she is more focused on getting an apology and glossing over how she acted i'd say dump her because she'll keep up the mean behavior regardless she probably gets some therapy for herself I can't imagine growing up in a house where you were getting dragged to the doctors constantly for every sniffle or perceived illness. And having your parents tell you they're dying all the time or being told you yourself are dying, either situation would be terrifying for a child. I can imagine that would cause some serious psychological damage to a kid. Throwaway says I'd have a hard time getting past this and even if I did, I'd be worried that I'd have to deal with the nonsensical bullshit every time I got sick. Who wants to deal with guilting and doubt on top of feeling physically sick? For fuck's sake, it sounds like you have to be hospitalized for her to believe you. She can kick rocks. And the final comment from a deleted user who says, If you can't forgive her, then you can't forgive her. There is nothing wrong with ditching a relationship because of a lack of empathy. It really doesn't matter why she has this problem. That's for her to deal with. What she has shown you quite clearly is that you cannot trust her to have your back when things get rough. So then OP adds their update, which says people wanted an update. So here it is. It's short. I was still pretty burned after I posted here, but knew we had to speak. Despite my protests and the time we had set, she was at my door when I got home and sort of popped out and scared the shit out of me. <laughs> she had her arms full of things, chocolates, a video game, a card, beer and dinner. You guys were right. A family thing meant that she just never thought people could truly be sick or or that it'd just have a fast onset like kidney stones. She apologized and almost wouldn't let me get a word in edgewise. She read from her phone and had typed out a lot of notes in her phone, including why it was a mistake for me to dump her. I told her how upset I was and just how bad things were at the hospital and why I was mad. She kept saying she was sorry and promised to deal with her problems. She revealed she texted her therapist about what happened and they had a meeting before she met up with me. He gave her some strategies and offered advice and things to say. She came with the right answers and seems to think it's a big deal. She didn't ask for an apology and dropped that subject altogether. She camped out at my apartment all weekend so that I wouldn't change my mind and hung around with my friends when they came over. She was apologetic all weekend and took it upon herself to take care of me, to make up for when she wasn't there. It was a bit strange, but I didn't protest a lazy weekend as, as I still didn't feel 100%, so her laying around was fine. By the end of the weekend, I wasn't chapped anymore and was fine to move on with life. She kept asking me if we're okay and I must have reassured her a quarter of a million times. My brother came by randomly to bust my balls about kidney stones and to subtly try and steal beer. He saw my girlfriend and busted her balls and she played along and thanked him for taking me to the hospital. He attempted to get compensating from her in the form of assistance with his chores, but she danced around that. She was worried my family hates her, but I didn't really give them a full rundown so they didn't really know how peeved I was. Things seem okay for now. I'm going to be watchful and make sure the behavior doesn't crop up anymore, but everything seems okay. Thanks for all your advice. And there was a mix of comments on that particular update. Some saying, you know, her camping out at your place so you don't change your mind is manipulative in itself. Other people saying, you know, she's just learned something about herself. So you need to give her a chance to change if you're going to. 
and saying like ambushing you like that was a bit strange in itself. But now I'm going to turn it to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? What do you think about the update? Do you think it was a positive one, negative one? Let us know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's move on to another story. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Story. And we had a bit of a different story popped up. I'm not sure if his relationship is more work-based stuff, but I found it interesting in itself. It's from a throwaway account and it's someone asking, I, 31 female, think I'm ready to quit my job and go work part-time at Starbucks. Am I crazy? I'm 31 and I've just crossed over 500K invested between my 401K and trading account. Zero debt. I have 50K in a checking account to last me a couple of years without work. All my money is from me working, saving, investment gains. I live in Kansas City. I don't own property, but I live with my elderly parents who are almost 80 years old. We are from Calcutta, so it's not that odd for unmarried adult kids to live with parents. They are very independent both financially and in everyday life. My monthly expenses are barely $1,000 since I don't pay rent. My parents absolutely refuse rent but on their birthdays and holidays, I give them each a stack of cash, a thousand dollars or so, and I have to force it onto them. They don't want my money since they are financially independent, but I just want them to have it. I spend probably 20K a year, including those cash gifts. I will stay with my parents until they pass. I refuse to ever put them in a home. I don't hate my job, but I hate wasting nine hours of my life here every day. I am an analyst on my company's finance team and I earn 85k gross. I want to get a part-time job where I work three days a week to get health insurance and spending money. I think Starbucks or Costco. I would like to get my 500k to grow to 1 million in about a decade and completely stop working. Why? Because 4% at 1 million will be enough to cover health insurance and spending. My other idea is to get contract finance jobs where it's only a six-month term make 25k to cover spending plus health insurance, then I have six months off. I think I'm ready. I want to quit. Have my resignation letter typed up. I'm so scared. My plan is to quit, decompress for a couple of months, then go to visit India for a month. I haven't been there since we left when I was three years old. Then maybe start looking for part-time work. Like I said, I have 50k liquidity set aside to last me a couple of years. I'm going to think more over the weekend then quit on Monday. And I'm just going to give you an overview of some of the comments here. People saying, you know, 85K that the job that OP currently has is a rare job. So be careful. 
Others saying can't Opie go part-time in what they're doing now. Some people saying, you know, the jobs OP mentioned are not relaxing jobs, so you're not going to enjoy them. Other people saying that they're baristas and they absolutely love the job and would encourage people to get into it. There's a whole mix of comments there. Of course, everyone's got a different experience when it comes to their own working life. And I can see where OP is coming from, but obviously the money is going to be the big issue here. I mean, if money wasn't an issue and you're saying you just want a job to relaxing, <laughs> I got quotation marks in the air, relaxing. And I can only cast my mind back to a couple of the warehouse jobs I've had in my past where you go in at nine, you clock in, you have your set tasks you need to do through the day and you clock out at five. And I think those were some of the best jobs I've had. You know, there is something real nice about clocking out at five o'clock, knowing what's expected of you. You've got that all done and then just going home and being done with the job for the day. My self-employment job, my market research job, my content creation job at my last company, it all had me thinking when I was at home, what I need to get done. Can I do anything extra while I'm home? Can I learn stuff? You know, probably my my own fault here, but I found it very hard to switch off from them. Whereas these other jobs, my warehouse jobs, and I'm not saying all warehouse jobs here because this is just my experience. I could just switch off, be done with it, know what I got to do the next day. That's what I need to crack on with. And if I get ahead, I got to chill out a bit at the same time. It was a bit of a Brucey bonus. And I just want to reiterate one more time. I know not all warehouse jobs are like that. I've been in some that have been chaos at the same time as well. But OP edits the post, which says edit to add. I've been reading all the replies. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to comment. After reading all the input, I'm convinced I should not quit on Monday. I'll take the advice here to try extra hard to find part-time work. I guess many of you are right. 20 hours at Starbucks would probably feel just as shitty as 20 hours in a finance job, except I would get paid four times more at the finance job. I don't know. I realized I should think much, much more about quitting this thing. So then OP updated the post, which says, I made a post about a month ago about wanting to quit my 85K job with 500K saved and my plan was to work part-time at Starbucks to get health insurance. I was wondering if I was insane. I realized after reading all the comments that I was a little insane slash stupid for wanting to do that. That day, I deleted the Word doc file which contained my resignation letter and decided to update my resume to look for a new job instead. The following Monday, the day I originally planned to quit, I got in touch with a prominent employment agency in the area and had a 20-minute talk with a recruiter that afternoon. Within that week, the recruiter got me set up with three interviews for various finance jobs in my city. One was part-time and the other two were full-time roles that I found interesting because they weren't traditional finance jobs. They were quasi-finance slash IT roles. Out of those three interviews, I got two offers last week. An offer for the part-time job and an offer for one of the full-time positions. I accepted the full-time position. I chose it because it comes with way better benefits than my current job. More flexibility in the hours, less overtime, work from home two days a week, and I also got a salary bump from 85k to 98k. I'm going to give my two weeks notice tomorrow. Good riddance. I can't wait to leave this job. I now feel a renewed yearning for work. I'd had it up to here with a traditional office environment in my current job and all the crap that comes with working in an office. I realized that's the real reason I wanted to abandon working. I think this job change will make working more enjoyable and I won't be miserable. I'll at least have that pink cloud experience that comes with starting a new job. With my current job, it got to the point where I'd start every workday with the thoughts like, 
I don't want to be here today. This sucks. These cubicles are starting to look more and more like prison cells, etc. So that's my update. I don't know if I'll be truly happier with this new gig, but I'll give it a year and who knows, maybe I'll be one of those people that love my job. Maybe I'll still hate working and I'll consider quitting again a year from now. Who knows? I'm pretty optimistic though. I'd really like to grow my stash to be around 1 million mark in order to hurry comfortably without forcing myself to make lattes part-time for peanuts just to get health insurance. Bonus win for me. I selected a start date further out so that I have enough time to finish out my two weeks, decompress for one week, travel for a few weeks where not sure yet, then decompress for two more weeks before I start working again. And there was a couple of little comments on that one, just replying. So someone said, jobs like Starbucks represent a common desire for many people who work. Leave the job at the job. Too many jobs require constant communication. Some even demand its employees respond immediately to texts and phone calls after hours and on weekends. My nephew quit an IT job because of that. They were constantly calling him or sending tasks for him to review late in the evening. Starbucks, show up, work begins, leave, work ends. There's comfort in that. Next comment said, congrats. The barista fire thing is always total shit to me. Seems like it comes from folks who never worked a shit retail food service job and think it must be fun to make no money to get yelled at by entitled shits all day while having the privilege of cleaning up messes and having shit spilled on your clothes and shoes. Now, I know that story isn't going to be for everyone and it's one, I think we rarely get job-based stories like that, but I did find that one particularly interesting, especially my random work life that I've had myself. I've had some weird and wonderful jobs. I've spoke about them in the past. I won't bore you with them again maybe in the future but what do you guys make of this one what would you say to op would you consider yourself having a dream job or do you sometimes feel like op as well Hmm. let us know your thoughts down in the comments below and just a huge thank you for spending your time with me today getting involved in the stories your love support and time always means the absolute world to me so thank you so much and hopefully i'll see you in the next one take care and much love I can smell the smoke from the bacon. Let's go. See the sun shining from the windows. Okay. I know that today will be a good day. Okay. I know that today will be a good day. A, B, C. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.